Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Janine Pitson and it's a rainy morning out there to this morning, Brad, but here we <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, I just, uh, just barely rolled in in time. The streets around here are flooded, so it was quite a challenge getting to the station this morning. You know, but uh, let's just hope it all, all finds its way in the proper place yep. and we can be grateful for the wonderful moisture that we're receiving in yeah. our region after Yeah, after last year's drought, drought it was, uh, you're kind of happy to see any drop you get. Yeah, yeah, as long as our basements stay dry, we're right, good, right? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. Well, it's, it's, it is a great thing to be on this morning, to be on with uh, all the listeners, to celebrate our Catholic faith, to continue in this Easter joy, right? Absolutely, um, yeah, I can't believe it was the fourth Sunday of Easter already. Yeah, and what a beautiful Mother's Day we had, great opportunity to celebrate all the uh, extraordinary women in our lives, and especially Our Lady, who uh, brings us every, every bit of grace um, that God has that Jesus has won for us. So it is just, uh, it's a great, a great week, a great time uh, to really celebrate the Lord's love and mercy. It, it is, it is. And, you know, um, as with everything, we begin in prayer, but we're going to talk more about Our Lady yes. with our first guest. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Would you like to lead right. us? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, man. Lord God, we thank you that you rain down your mercy upon us at every moment of our lives. We thank you that you shower us with um, grace, with love, with forgiveness. We thank you that you call us to be yours. We thank you for this time to soak in the truth of your, your revelation, your um, care for us. We ask, Lord, that you send us your Holy Spirit that this day may be marked with the power of your presence. We ask that you anoint our conversations this morning and that you touch everyone who's listening and all of us and all of our loved ones, that we may be made more and more into the likeness of your Son, Jesus. We ask this through the powerful intercession of our Mother Mary as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the the Lord Lord is with with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, great. Thanks for uh, thanks for being willing to take the helm there, Janine, as I was just kind of sprinting into the oh, studio. No, absolutely. But boy, talk about the Holy Spirit coming through your prayer. Mm. Rain. Yeah. Shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great. Yeah. And and it is a blessing. It really is, it is. a blessing. It, it makes it uh, makes it fruitful, you know, yeah. in so many ways. Um, you know, I guess as we were getting started, I was reminded of a, a puzzle that my, my son gave to me recently. He said, if, if April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here we are, pilgrims oh, on the journey. That's great. Okay. On the journey little, to our heavenly homeland. I was a little slow processing <laughs> it, but I did get it. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, anyway, as we're getting started here this morning, we are overjoyed to be joined by Tiffany Gehring, um, who is going to be speaking to us about Our Lady and about yes. uh, some of the special revelations, some of the special uh, apparitions and the messages that Our Lady has given to us. So good morning to you, Tiffany. 
Good morning. Thank you for having me. And I know I said Goring. I should have said Goring. I apologize about that. Uh, I'll answer to both. The, the... <laughs> yeah, we do the same thing to Munsinger Goring. I mean, it's just like I, I do it too. <laughs> well, they, they, they're, div- they're a family divided because some say it one way and others say it a different way, right? Right. Yep. Right. Oh, well, we're, we're just so delighted that you're here to visit with us about uh, an upcoming feast day. Uh, can you just first by t- tell us a little bit about yourself, Tiffany? Well, I am a wife and mother of five children, and I homeschool, but my husband does work in the public school, so we have a unique dynamic going on there. Mm. And I've been involved in the Blue Army, World Apostle of Fatima, for the last 10 years. Uh, and the Diocese of Fargo, and we just, we got married on the Feast of the Holy Family. We have a great love for the Holy Family, so I'm very open and wholeheartedly promote every single person in the Holy Family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I consider them, I consider them really the real power family out there, and so it's it's great to be close to all of them. And you know, Tiffany, just you saying that, I mean, there's such an attack on the family right Mm -hmm. now, Mm -hmm. and how important that is for us with our personal families to really unite ourselves with the Holy Family, uh, to be, you know, just to try and live life like they did, Mm -hmm. you know, and and just all all glory going to God, of course, um, and everything that Joseph did and everything that Mary did. Uh, and of course, God Himself, uh, Jesus, always honoring His Father. Mm-hmm. So, how beautiful that is! Thank you for that. Yes, no problem. <laughs> so, Tiffany, as we're starting, uh, you had mentioned that you belong to the Blue Army of the World Apostle of Fatima. Could you just take a minute to explain what that is for those who might not be aware? Yes, uh, the Blue Army and the World Apostle of Fatima are the same. Uh, it's the World Apostle of Fatima, and we are the soldiers, so we're the Blue Army. And it was started by John Hoffert. Uh, Sister Lucia was in the convent, and she was very sad that the message of Fatima was not being spread as well as it was supposed to be. So she contemplated leaving the convent in order to spread the message of Fatima. And then John Hoffert came to visit and asked how he could help. And she saw it as an answer uh, to her prayer from God. And he really just took everything and ran with it and did his best to promote Fatima worldwide. Mm. Um, And the organization grew so huge that eventually um, Pope Benedict made it the official voice of the Catholic Church on the message of Fatima. Uh, And so it's it's grown into a very big and beautiful thing in an answer to Sister Lucy's prayers to spread the message of Fatima. So we're coming up on the feast day of Our Lady of Fatima, and it, it's probably um, it's probably a, a celebration and an event that's familiar to many of our listeners. But there might be some that are not familiar with what is the message of Fatima. What is what is Fatima? Tell me a little bit about that. Fatima is a small village in Portugal, and in Fatima, that's where Mary appeared. Um, Pope Benedict the Fifteenth was very upset with World War One, and so he called on a. Uh, novena to Our Lady Queen of Peace to be said, and on the eighth day of that novena, um, Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady appeared to the children in Portugal Gulf Fatima and asked them to return there for the next six months on the 13th, and she spoke to them 
about the future, the world, what would be going on, um, and how it would impact our lives. How deep do you want me to go into that? Oh, I, I think it's great. I think it's so important for every one of our listeners to know more about Fatima. And even if you do know something about it, mm-hmm. there, there, there's just so much to unpack. So go for it, Tiffany. Yeah. So I can give it to you in a nutshell. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> there's the Blue Army, the World Apostolate goes into it beautifully, detail for detail. And you can get that at bluearmy.com. Um, but in a nutshell, I'll do it. So in, um, Our Lady appeared to them on May 13th was the first apparition, and she was basically calling us out to live our Christian lives because communism was going to spread atheism and materialism throughout the world. And she's, these were basically our, the, both lifestyles are an ingratitude towards God. Mm. They're based on ingratitude towards God and everything He has done and given us and trusting in His divine providence to care for us. And so she was calling on all Christians in their priestly, we all have the priestly prophetic um, uh, call in our faith um, to live a a sacrificial life for ourselves and for those who have no one to pray for them. And so she was really awakening us to, we need to live our Christian lives the way they're meant to be lived, um, to pray the rosary daily, that was the first time she called for it, very specifically daily. Hmm. Uh, and there's a great history of the rosary, of bringing peace through many battles. There's great history on the rosary, written by Father Calloway, which everyone really should read, because it goes through all the battles and all the different times the rosary has saved the Church in its history, hmm. uh, and, and how the rosary was written and came about um, through the history of the Church. And so anyway, she said, pray the rosary daily for peace. Specifically, she said that at every apparition and emphasized it. And then she called for penances, our daily sufferings. We have so many natural sufferings scattered throughout our day, and we forget to do anything with them. Mm-hmm. And so you can, do your, you can do your morning offering and offer it generally, and that's wonderful. But it's, it's even more fulfilling, even for yourself, to recognize those sufferings throughout the day and say, Our Lady, I give this to you. Transform it into something beautiful. And she will take it, and she will unite herself to that suffering with you, and she will bring it to Jesus. So it's kind of like getting double. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. It's not, just, it's not just your suffering. She's going to suffer with you. And so it's, it's like a double suffering, and she perfects it and brings it to our Lord. Uh, she no- speaks his language perfectly, uh, and so it's um, so the sufferings that we can give throughout the day. It's just they're easy; they're naturally within our day, and we can offer those up for ourselves, for the sins of other people who don't know to offer things up, and they can bring them to conversion. That's uh, such an antidote to the um, the hyper indulgence of our times, wouldn't you right. say that? I mean, it seems like the the mantra that I mean, it's this has always been a part of our fallen humanity, right? This the rejection of suffering is never this isn't a new thing, but we live in a right. time where uh, of such massive entitlement um, that I don't know. Perhaps there have been times in, in uh, the history of the world where that's been a reality, but it seems like it's been ramped up in our country, certainly in the modern moment and mm-hmm. uh and it, it's it's something that's generated so much 
hatred and bitterness and and mm-hmm. just uh, I don't know just uh, social unrest and all that that this the sense that you know I ought not suffer and if if I suffer in any way inconvenience or uncomfort or anything from anyone around me then my response is to be rage uh, and this is yeah. this is such a radically different response to the inescapable reality of suffering right right and there's also a victimhood out there i'm right. a perpetual yep. victim and and really there's a beauty once you start to offer your sufferings up you start to see the beauty of the suffering and and it's sacrificial love so in a sense you're supposed to give without expecting anything in return and that's beautiful but the lord from my experience can't help but return it a hundredfold. Mm. We may not get anything back from those around us, but the Lord returns a hundredfold for sacrificial love. And so suffering is really beautiful and very fruitful um, once we start practicing it. Yeah. yeah, and and I think it was I think it was Saint Mother Teresa who said this, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think she said something to a tune of um, real sadness is suffering not offered up hmm. and and how profound that is in our in our society that you know there is this sadness that's just blanketing our whole world and i know yeah. we've been through a lot in the last 2 3 years but it's it's really not a lot different than what happened at the time of anaba sure yeah yes yeah and there's even the saint dominic who was looking forward to this a bigger suffering because he was just like, oh, this one's powerful. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a really good suffering. It hurts. So thank you, Lord, for this suffering. I give it to you. You know, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, and the, I think it's such an important thing to realize that it's not suffering itself that one appreciates, but the power that God, uh, that, that he uses suffering in such a way for love, right? I mean, that, that suffering, yes. for one thing, yeah. it, it facilitates an ability to express love in a way that, yeah. you know, just ease doesn't, right? Um, like, mm-hmm. I, I can express to my, my family that I love them in a, a much more profound way when it's difficult to do that, when, when there's struggles and you, you remain faithful, you remain true, uh, that's, that, that shows love in a way that you can't through words. Um, and, right. and so, too, I think, in, in our sufferings, giving those to the Lord, it kind of makes it real in one sense. We can say prayers, we can, we can offer them, our hearts and all that stuff, uh, but but once all of a sudden we're offering our bodies and our spirits that are in turmoil and all of that, and still saying Jesus, I trust in you. That's yeah. that's where there's a real um, meat on the bones of of our praise, right? Yes, and surrendering our will, mm-hmm. and it's right. just yes, it's very powerful. Yeah. yeah, and and think about God's unconditional love for us, and we need to be better as human beings, having that unconditional love for others. Mm-hmm. I mean, and getting back, we're going to have to take a quick break, mm-hmm. but um, getting back to the you know Fatima message, it's just so important for us to be devoted to building the family, because that is something that was revealed in Padma, Mm -hmm. you know, the attack on the family, and that is so prevalent today. So we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back on the other side of the break talking with Tiffany Goring about Our Lady of Fatima and her message. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. We're grateful to be with you this morning, even if we can't say it clearly. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're Brad Gray and Janine Bitson here talking to Tiffany Goring, uh, talking about the... Uh, the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima, the reality of Our Lady of Fatima, we're here in the month of May, the month devoted to Mary, uh, a special, um, I don't know, a special time to focus our attention as Catholics on the gift that God has given us a mother. And he's given us a mother to, to mother us in the spiritual lives, to bring us to Jesus, his son, and that this mother of ours has come to us in really remarkable ways at many points throughout the Christian history. And one of those is the the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima that we've been talking about a little bit right now, and we've been talking about the Holy Family in the midst of that. Um, you know, so Tiffany, this is this is one thing that I've, I found kind of fascinating is, you know, with Sister Lucia, we're going to go into here in, in a moment that there were certain secrets given uh, to the, the children uh, visionaries in Fatima, right? But uh, one of the, the things that Sister Lucia, as an older nun, had shared with a cardinal uh, was that in the end, the last battle would be over marriage and the family. And you see that response kind of right there in the first, right, right in the apparitions of, of Fatima, right? Can you tell us a little bit about how the Holy Family fits into the message of Fatima? Yes. Uh, well, the first attack the devil does is on the family. Mm-hmm. If they can separate the family, everything else is in confusion. 
and then he has more control over everything. Mm-hmm. And so that was really the base message in our in the Fatima message um, and the attack on marriage. I mean, the if you can separate the man and wife, the covenant between them, then where do you go? I mean, next it's the covenant between man and God. Mm-hmm. So there's those two main, and uh, abortion, that's another, that's a huge attack on the, right. the family. Um, and hope, hopefully Roe v. Wade <laughs> yeah. gets turned over. We have to pray for that strongly. And so it's really to break, break down the human family so that it can cause confusion throughout the entire world. And that allows the devil to have more control over our minds and our desires. Yeah. And so. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's interesting, you know, we speak of the, the family as the domestic church. It's really the church on the cellular level, right? Like our bodies, the, yeah. if the church is the body of Christ, the families are the cells that make up that body. And um, the reality is th- those cells have been suffering. They've been hurting a lot, especially in the last 60 years, um, and that's been a decay that's just wreaked havoc upon the church and upon the world. One of the things that I just uh, learned recently uh, from a, a massive study that was done by the Barna Group that, uh, you know, we, we speak of, in the church, we speak of the rise of the nuns, which would be those who, would con- if, if they were filling out a form and they asked, what's your religious affiliation, they would put none. Okay, so not, it's not the N-U-Ns, it's the N-O-N-E-S, the those mm-hmm. who are religiously unaffiliated, and that it's gotten more dramatic with each of the last three generations. I think they say that right now, uh, 20% of baby boomers consider themselves nuns, somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 or 33% of Gen Xers, and then over 40% of millennials consider themselves religiously unaffiliated or nuns. But one of the fascinating things that this study found out was for those who came from an intact family, they all attend church at the same rate. Like, the key mm-hmm. driver there is the breakdown of the family. And so you, you see this uh, with the, the message of Fatima is really kind of almost preemptively giving a remedy, a solution for um, what, was, what was to be, what is currently in play right now, which is just a, a decay of the unity of husband and wife and of family, you know, parents with children. So tell right. us a little bit about how the, the Holy Family, uh, like, that they, they actually were a part of the revelations, of, of the apparitions. Yes, so at the end on October 17th, or October 13th, Our Lady promised a miracle. And within that miracle, uh, the people around, this was witnessed by 70,000 people. It was the most witnessed miracle wow. in the life of wow. the Church. Over 70,000, and many of those um, witnesses were critics mm-hmm. and were atheists. And uh, so the sun, they saw the sun dancing out of orbit. orbit. Numerous people saw, some people saw petals falling from the sky of of flowers that they tried to capture, but they couldn't. Uh, It had rained a long time, so the entire earth was muddy. Everybody was soaking wet. And uh, when the sun returned back to its orbit, everything was dry and miracles were happening. But the seers themselves, Lucia Francesca, and um, Francisco, they saw different apparitions within the sun, and one was the Holy Family blessing the world, and then one was um, Jesus in the prime of his life with Our Lady of Mount Carmel blessing the world. Mm. And um, 
and there was one other one, and I'm drawing a blank. (laughs) (laughs) No, but they were all they were all based on the mysteries of the Rosary. Each Mm. vision, each apparition was based on the Holy Family's the Joyful Mysteries. Jesus in the prime of his life, the luminous mysteries. Mount Carmel, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, mm. was for the sorrowful mysteries. Um, and then the glorious mysteries. I'm drawing a blank for that one. Mm. but That's beautiful. You, yeah. And so it is all wrapped around the, yeah, the family. And you, if you think about it, peace is really experienced in the, in the domestic church within the family. Right. And when you're, when you're, when you're building up your families. Um, your your children experience that peace and unity within the family, mm-hmm. and that's where they feel loved in the, the presence of the Lord. And it's when they start to go out into the world that it gets more confusing. They can be drawn in different directions, and so um, yeah, to disrupt that peace. When we have peace, we see life clearly, and we see reality as it's supposed to be in God's life. That interior peace is what keeps us close to the Lord. And so the rosary is meant to draw us back to that peace. The sufferings is meant to draw us back to that interior peace, um, offering up preparation for sins against the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the first Saturdays. Mm-hmm. That's, or, those are very important, too. That's all drawing us back to that interior peace, which helps us to see reality as it really is in God's eyes. Uh, and then we spread that to those around us because we let his love pour out of us and let our joy pour out of us. And then people are attracted through that joy that is pouring out of us. And Tiffany, that, that's, that's so beautiful. And, and yet it's not happening, right? I mean, we can experience that, those of us that are really dedicated to our faith, but there's a lot of skeptics out there. You know, what would you there are. Yeah, what would you say so, to someone so, okay. who is so skeptical? Okay, so this is a great story. And I'm going to go really quick. Um, I would start talking to Mary, mm. asking her, challenging her. You know, I want to know you. Uh, I started out with a grandma told me to ask Mary for a surprise every day. She mm. thinks every day is your birthday. And ask her for a surprise and then watch for it and don't specify the surprise just ask for a general surprise and and then when you notice it show gratitude towards it and i did and she would send me a surprise every day Hmm. and then and then as i showed gratitude um i would start recognizing the sufferings as a gift so Hmm. she didn't so i noticed her gifts she would give me and then with each little gift and my gratitude growing, I would start recognizing the sufferings in, within my day more and be like, oh, well, I'll, I'll give this back to you in return. You must need this for someone or for me or whoever. Take it and transform it into something beautiful. So it's all about an intimate relationship, and I can't force you to get to know someone. You have to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Talk to Mary. Talk to Jesus. Talk to St. Joseph. And they're all going to draw you closer to Jesus. Um, and so if you just start with that intimate relationship um, at a base level, start talking to them. What a beautiful movement of the heart there, Tiffany. That I, I love the practice. It's so concrete, so doable to just ask Mary every day for a, a special gift. And 
and to acknowledge yeah. the reality that she's our mother and she delights in bringing us joy. You know, she delights in, right. in delighting our hearts. Um, and, one, you know, we only have just a little over a, a minute and a half left. Um, the, so the message of Our Lady of Fatima was to pray, part, largely to pray the rosary each day. What do you do? You're a, you're a mom with a bunch of little kids. Uh, I've got a bunch of little kids at home. How do you begin by doing that? Do you just say, okay, everyone gather around, get up, kneel on your knees, and, and we're going to pray the, the rosary here? Or how would someone, if that's not part of their practice already, how would they begin by getting that some element of that going in their, their family life? Well, with young kids, you can start with a decade a day, um, and you can work up from there. Often I'll present it as, okay, Mary, we're going to rest in the arms of Mary. Mm. Because you, you cannot give what you don't have. You can't give God's love if you don't first fill your, your well up with His love. And you want to fill it so full that it starts to pour out of the top and flow out to all the people you encounter in that day. And so I try to give them an image that they can see. And so I'm like, get in your chair, choose your chair. And while you're in that chair, imagine it being Mary's arm. We're going to rest in Mary's arms for the next 15 minutes. Love it. And we're going to let her fill our hearts and souls with Christ's love so that we can pour that out to everybody we encounter this day. Uh, and sometimes I'll say, get your hot cocoa and I'll get my coffee. Mm. We're going to have coffee with Mary <laughs> today. Oh, that's great. You know, yeah. <laughs> we're having a coffee break with Mary. Um, and then, and so for the Sorrowful Mysteries, we kneel. We don't kneel for every, mm -hmm. um, every rosary because I grew up kneeling for everyone, and it's good. There's nothing wrong with it. But then for some reason in my head, I thought I couldn't say the rosary unless I was kneeling. Mm -hmm. and, and so I had to work through that on my own eventually. So I try to um, present it in different ways. Sometimes we'll say it with a CD that has some meditations with it. Sure. You know, just to mix things up and add some variety. Um, for the sorrowful, for the sorrowful mysteries, we will kneel so that we're uniting our suffering with Jesus's suffering um, in the sorrowful mysteries. And so, uh, I kind of try to switch it up and just kind of go with um, the vibes I'm getting yeah. from them, yeah. um, and then and then I go from there. And so, well, well, Tiffany, we are so grateful that you joined us this morning yeah. to to just break open the feast day on May 13th, Our mm -hmm. Lady of Fatima and her message. And we just really encourage our listeners to dig deeper into this. It's so big. Yeah. It, it's just so, we can't do it in a half hour, unfortunately. But just right. to, and, and yeah. a, a great place to go is to the Blue Army website, www.bluearmy.com. It's in-depth, in detail, all the story. And an excellent book is by Fatima for Today, by mm -hmm. Father Andrew Apostoli. He goes through the entire message of Fatima and explains all of it. It's just a very thorough book on the message of Fatima. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany, for being on with us and for prepping us to enter into the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima uh, well and to allow her to really bless us and uh, our families. Yes, thank you for having me. All right. Well, God bless you. We're going to have to step away, but we'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.